and welcome to another edition of Storytelling on Orchard Street. I'm your host, Pete Salameda, in the, broadca- uh, the podcast or broadcast studios of PT Knitwear Bookstore at 180 Orchard Street. In the studio with me is Fareed Batar. Fareed is a published poet, artist, performer. He has published two poetry books, Footprints in the Mist in 2010 and Treasury of Arabic Love in 1997. Several of his poems are in recent bilingual Arabic and English anthology of Palestinian poets entitled A Blade of Grass, published in November 2017, Screaming Olives in 2020. Farid has also recorded two music CDs in the studio in 20, uh, 2009 and 2011 for Tush and Shattar. Welcome, Farid. Did Hi. I, did I say your last name right? Bitar. Bitar, okay. You um, um, clearly are a man of many artistic talents, <laughs> so I'd like to talk about all of them at some point or another. Um, but what I like to do is um, to start off, um, I don't believe art just comes out of nowhere. Um, it comes out of um, who we are as people, our experiences, um, background, um, and so on and so forth, maybe... Um, where we were from, cultural things. Um, so I was curious, um, obviously there's um, a lot of references to Pal- uh, Palestinian. Um, are you originally from Palestine? Yeah, I am. Uh, I was born in Jerusalem, Okay. 61. And uh, it was under the Jordanian mandate. And then the Israelis came in 67. Uh, I grew up in Jerusalem, uh, 17 years. Okay. Then I came to New York as a student. What were you studying? Um, believe it or not, finance, accounting and finance ah, okay. at Baruch College. Oh, you know what? I'm a graduate of Baruch College. Did you um, pursue that as a career? I did in the beginning, and then uh, I decided uh, when I went overseas, I was working as an accountant. I was working in an orphanage, and... Uh, I started thinking maybe I should help the other man. Uh, then the Intifada started in 88, uh-huh. and it was hair-raising. Right. So I changed my field to the humanities. I'm a social worker, case manager. That's what you're doing now? Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, what, what organization are you uh, doing that for? I work with the city of New York, uh, HRA, okay. Human Resource. Right. With the AIDS population. Ah. Uh, in in the nineties, I worked for uh, an AIDS charity. Uh, it was actually a music industry charity called Lifebeat, and my job was to um, recruit and book uh, musicians to go into uh, long term care facilities and uh, and wings AIDS uh, wings in hospitals. So I had a about nine or ten year experience with that. I, I basically <coughs> was working in an orphanage, and uh, <coughs> the children always, uh, you know, touched me. I was a child myself in the first war, and the orphans were very, uh, it was a, a touching feeling. Right. I, I used to watch them, <coughs> and uh, how the relatives, and how the, and then when the war started, it, it just was very difficult. I imagine so. 
So I used to channel my pain, you know, painting, drawing, writing. Right. But did you you do all those things uh, simultaneously, or was one uh, artistic medium uh, your, you know, come first, or you know? Basically, I started working with wood. Uh, I, w- I went to a French high school and uh, the Franciscan monks used to teach carving and wood and, hmm. and, I, and really liked it. Wow. And, uh, <coughs> you know, I started they, doing all that. Were they teaching you um, kind of, um, you know, uh, traditional, anything traditional, something like passed down from, from time or just... No, just whatever it is. And uh, basically the... The olive tree is the, the, the tree of the land. Right. And, you know, everybody worked on it. It's a hard wood to work on, but I, I, I enjoyed it. So I've I never seen an it. olive tree. So how big, how big of a, a trunk does an the olive trunk tree have? The trunk is big. Oh, it, it is. It, 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 I mean, some olive trees are hundreds of years old. Right. And unfortunately, the Israelis are always taking them out mm-hmm. to make room for another... Uh, but painting and all that came uh, naturally. I don't take classes. My mother is a painter. She was a school principal, but she always painted. Mm-hmm. And my older brother is a painter. So it's uh, it was given to me, like by my mother, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it channels my pain. And in, 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 as a Palestinian, we have a lot of trauma mm-hmm. to go through. What, what made you decide to come to New York City and, and Brooke to study? It was actually my mother's decision. It was either Moscow or New York. Right. And my brother She's was... trying to protect you? She was trying to... I don't want my children to be dead in the war. Right. <coughs> she, uh, she has a British background, and she didn't want me to go to Moscow. I had a scholarship to go there. Right. And she said, I don't want a communist coming back to my house. I see. Uh, my brother was in New York already. I was going to ask you when you came here if you were by yourself, but you had at least a family member here already. My older brother was here. Right. Uh, he was studying architecture. Right. It must have been a big adjustment, though. It was a huge. And yeah. Jerusalem is small, and New York was huge. And I always kept right. looking up. And my brother said, put your head down. You know, you're going to get robbed. You're going to get... And I did get robbed. Right. So I, I started putting my head down. It was a scary feeling in the beginning. Right. Uh, Jerusalem is a very small city. Right. Everybody I knows imagine. everybody. Yeah. New York is over. Uh, is a pretty overwhelming place to be the first time. <laughs> Eric, yeah. I was 17. Yeah. And it was scary. Right. Um, so um, you did you stay uh, after college or did you um, come, go back and forth? Did you go back, you know, at some point? Or? I uh, finished school and I wanted to pursue my master's, but I wanted to go see my family. And when I went back home, you know, I got an offer for a job, but I wasn't able to get back right away. Right. Uh, and then the intifada started and my mother started seeing things, you know, very scary and uh, people getting killed everywhere. So I decided to come back uh, in 88. I see. Um, so um, your, your family, they stayed. Was it hard for you to be separated like that when yeah. you were here? My family always stayed in Jerusalem, and we're not refugees. Uh, 
but my only my brother came and I stayed. Right. I, I mean, I went back and I came back. Right, I see. And uh, what I saw in Bethlehem, I work in Bethlehem. What I saw going around is very, very traumatic. Uh -huh. And I started writing about it. Right. But I didn't publish then <coughs> because the Israelis, you know, they follow what we do. I see. And there's a lot of retribution to what you do. I get it. I would imagine it would be really hard not to write about that as a as a writer, right? No, that, yeah. that's what my poetry is about. That's right. what I mean. We're uh, getting slaughtered all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I just did a show on January nineteenth for Nablus, uh -huh. and it was Lions Den. <coughs> there, they just burned the whole town in uh, Hawara. Uh, the settlers went berserk. And the government supports them, Netanyahu in. So I, I have a lot of things to write about. I don't sleep much at night. My family's still there. I was going to ask you about that. Um, I mean, my parents passed away, but my right. sister is there. She has four kids, all my cousins, uncles. Uh, <clears throat> but they're all in Jerusalem. And... Uh, but my heart always goes out to Gaza, Jenin, Nablus. Mm -hmm. I'm an activist, and I write for my people. I get it. Um, do you want to read something? I can read. Uh, is a a poem, a, a real poem. I went back to launch a blade of grass. Uh, we can hold it up to the cameras. And where where can people? Um, yeah, I'll do it for you. Uh, it's uh, Smokestack Books. Okay. It's uh, United Kingdom. Right. It's published. And this book has a, a very interesting story. Uh, I was in uh, Cairo, <coughs> part of the Gaza Freedom March, back in 2010. And uh, at that the year before, the Israeli... I'm sorry. I, hate, I was trying to cue up your, your song. Uh, sorry. A, a year before, uh, Israel had massacred. 1,470 people in Gaza. So, Code Pink decided to gather 1,470 people from all over the world and 47 countries enlisted. And they asked me if I can be part of the poetry thing or lead it. I said, absolutely. And when we got to Gaza, we were... I mean, we didn't get to Gaza. We got to Cairo, and it was the last year of Mubarak's. And he said, no can do. He can't go to Gaza. And we spent a lot of money getting there. And we've gathered about a million dollars to give to the population. I see. And uh, it was a, a very hair-raising situation. But I'm proud I did that. And so so you went for to give relief, and it, you couldn't turn it Couldn't over. get in. Right. And they only chose 60 people to go in. We started fighting with each other, and I just jumped on the bus. There was only three buses to go in with the supplies. And I winded up going to Gaza for 48 hours. And what I saw there was beyond belief. The tunnels, the people. I wrote a lot about that, and I performed my poetry on January 1st, 2010, in front of uh, about 500 people, the Gazans. And the rapper who was with me, he lost his father. I see. That's terrible. So, uh, 
I wrote a poem uh, about a tall man. Tall man. I visited his house, and there was seventy-member clan huddled in a hut. So I decided I want to give the tall man my man my money, some of my money, and he said, "Keep your money until Mubarak and Netanyahu to leave us alone, to have a life." I want my children to have a life. And I sent that poem back to Gaza. It was a long poem. But when I went back to be part of the Blade of Grass in 2018, it was my first time after 11 years, and I haven't seen my sister for that long. So I was crossing Ramallah to Jerusalem, and there is the crossing and I had a boat of charcoals, and I had them in my backpack, and we were supposed to go to Haifa to read with a poet, Darin Tatur. And the charcoals were gray and then colored. So they got us, they got me off the bus, and my editor and another person. And uh, they were scanning things, and suddenly things went berserk. Uh, a blonde soldier, very young, came out screaming. I speak Hebrew. Yes, and she kept saying, he has a set of knives. He has a set of knives. And they put me on the wall, and they, you know, my editor was, like, frozen. Mm -hmm. I kept my composure. I, I actually thought I was going to get killed. This must have been really scary. Very scary. How, how, did you, how did you find the strength to keep composure? I, I, I always reflect back to my people and they give me strength and in the Intifada I went through a lot of that. So I just kept my composure mm -hmm. and I was shaking inside but after all that got done I wrote a, a poem called Charcoals. A set of knives crossing a threshold into a holy grail soldiers boarded the bus screaming get off, get off. Collect your belongings. A search ensued. A blondie soldier, no more than 20, screaming, He has a set of knives. He has a set of knives. Came out from her hellhole, brandishing an M16, screaming again, Open your knapsack and show us your knives. I panicked. My heart dropped below zero inferno. I stated, It's only my set of charcoals that I brought to add some color to this war-ravaged town. Soldier extremely disappointed that I'm not a terrorist. I was saved, but only this time around. That's really powerful. Is that, um, is that in one of your books? Yes, that is poem is in the book. It's in uh, Screaming Olives. Okay. Uh, I'm very proud of this book. I'm a number-oriented person. This book is 48 poems, about 1948 and above. And uh, my footprints in the mist is 67 poems, about 1967. We keep repeating the wars. My people keep getting killed. I'm very frustrated, but I'm an artist, and I'm thinking I can save my nation. Many artists can save the nation, but... Israel is just going extremely on the right, and uh, things are not looking well. It's been a, it's been really 
tough the last uh, month, especially. Right? Yes. These, uh, heightened uh, tensions. Yes. Eight people dead, ten people dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, they raided Nablus many times. There was a new group that did not affiliate with nobody. That they got tired with the leaders. And they uh, just came out of nowhere. And they started doing some... You know, attacking the settlers, you know, attacking the soldiers in the West Bank. It's fair game. You know, it's occupied. The settlers keep going into towns and they're doing things. They just burned 50, 60 cars in a village. It's like a pogrom. And, and uh, it, it's just nonstop. It, it's nonstop. Um, with your poetry, do you feel like you're trying to put um, the... So in here in the United States and New York City... Um, you probably hear one viewpoint more than the other. Are you trying to uh, show the other viewpoint of the of the Palestinian people with your poetry? I, I try to show the human part of us. Right. Uh, 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 I mean, look, Ukraine is happening, and the, the, the American government is giving money like crazy, seventy-seven billion already. Right. Uh, they 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 stop all that money to the Palestinians. Nobody knows much about us. I want public to know about what we go through as humans right and uh, i'm sick and tired of being labeled as a terrorist right uh so i want i talk about humanity i talk about i'm a human i'm a child i'm a child no more right i uh, a mother or father or grandfather or baby yeah I, i'm seven generations of jerusalem and i right now they give me a week or two to just visit and get out. Right. And uh, I cannot live there. Uh, I'm a Jerusalem born, and I want to go back there and right. live there. Right. And I can't do that. You would leave here and go back there if you could? If I could, yes. yes. I, I, I want to ask you, um, the, the cover of this book is beautiful. Is, is that your artwork? Uh, this is my brother's artwork. That's my it. older brother is a better painter, better... I, I wrote the, the poem, uh, Screaming Olives, uh-huh. and I was telling him about the olives, and he said, keep telling me about this, because the, the publisher didn't want color. It was expensive. So he he's a graphic designer, so he sent me maybe about 20 black and white, so I sent it to the publisher. Right. And uh, It's a really terrific artwork. I love it. It came out that way, and when I sent it to the edit the publisher in color he said i love this i want it so we send it that way it's about screaming olives so i wrote about screaming olives i wrote about the olives that they're screaming and uh basically that that all um live in um you know olives are symbolic in your uh, tradition correct and the their plants but that's they still live in... Uh, Olives are our uh, tree, right. and, and, and the tree of the land. Right. And, and, and a tree can uh, feel pain, really. I feel a tree is the witness, is a witness to I many see. things. Right. Uh, there is a tree about a thousand years old in the Holy, in the Gethsemane. Uh, the, tree, the, the Israelis keep taking out the trees to make room for another. And uh, it's... Almost a million trees or more has been taken out. Wow. So, so they're not only destroying the humans, mm-hmm. they're destroying the land. They, they want us to just disappear. I'm not going to be erased. I will not be erased. 
many of us are still alive. Uh, I'm lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm not dead yet. But I think I have a reason to live. Uh, uh, my books are my children. Uh, my art. Everything I do is for my people. Uh, so I would like to read uh, Screaming Alice if I can. Of course. That makes sense after us talking about the book. That's great. Beyond the evergreen, the settler is very mean. The olive tree glimpsed the oblivious coming, carrying a tank of petrol and an M16 hanging out from his shoulder. Branches started waving hurriedly. Then the olives joined in screaming like a chorus in a symphony, call our owners, call our owners. But no one comes. Wonder why? Is it because the soldiers are busy sniping the farmers in the harvest? The trees started yelling at the man, get out of my existence. Every time you come, I know I'm gone. Stop killing my babies. Stop suffocating my insides. Stop your savageness. Emmett Till lynched in 55, way down in Merrick South. Ali on the grill, the settler taunted, burned in Duma, West Bank, Palestine, 2015, Mississippi still. That's the one you read um, at uh, the open mic recently that I attended to, which you know I thought was terrific, and it's kind of what made me want to have you on the show. This poem is very uh, painful. Uh, 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 when I was finishing it, I didn't have the ending, and I have Cherie McHenry. She's a rapper, poet, black, and she said, read, just read it, read the poem. I said, I don't have an ending for it. So she left me with Emmett Till. I said, who, who that? She goes, just look him up, mm -hmm. and I ended the poem. Right. Emmett Till, right. Mississippi Still. I like that. That's a, makes sense, really. My reasoning and everything is, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm here, I'm well, I'm, I have a good wife, I have a good life, but then I don't feel, I don't sleep right. Right. Well, I guess it must be really difficult to do that, right? Clearly, you're um, very passionate and smart. Um, it's not just about you in, in this world, you're thinking about your people. Yeah, it's, it's a bigger picture. It's about 8 million people in exile with no right of return. Mm -hmm. I don't know who who created that right of return. Uh, the Jews, the Israelis say, we have the right of return. You guys don't. I don't know how, how on earth that happened. I don't know what my elders did. Uh, we don't have a right of return. Uh, we're in 28 different countries. My, my own family is in six, seven different countries. I don't see my cousins, my nephews, my, my uncles. I just saw my aunt in Amman, first time ever in 2018, about 40 years later. Right. And that's well, our story. How, I, do you, how do you see this um, coming to a better place? Like, how, how does it happen? So complicated. I don't know our forefathers, what they did. Uh, it's getting worse and worse. Our leaders are not doing as much. Uh, I don't know what they do. Maybe they give him too much money. Uh, Mudan Bas is corrupt. Uh, the young generation is really fed up, but they're in a, a lot worse situation. Right. And Israel is getting stronger and stronger. 
Mm -hmm. And uh, I think through the art, through I don't know what, uh, we need to have a solution, but it's not coming. Right. Uh, I think it would be a great thing if it somehow could be a fair solution for everybody. Um, maybe uh, should I play the track that you sent me? Let me see if I can cue it up without messing it up. <laughs> this track you're going to play is very cynical. Uh, the Palestinians and the Israelis almost look alike. And I did study in school, and they always told me I'm a good, nice Jewish boy. And I'm like, no, I'm from Jerusalem. Right. But I'm not a nice, uh, I'm not a Jewish boy. I'm a, I'm a Palestinian boy. Then right. I became a bad boy, a Baru. So I, I wrote this uh, in three different parts. And Brent Leon put it together. He's a composer. He said, Farid, you can rap this. I said, I don't, I don't rap. I'm a poet. So it came out. I was fired from a job as a paralegal in New York, Madison Avenue. And the guy called me. I said, nigger. Wow. And I'm like, what, what, the, what, the, what is that? Right. He goes, you're an idiot. You're a sand nigger. I said, I'm not black. He goes, you're an idiot. You're a sand nigger. So I wrote that about that experience. That's a horrible experience. And I got fired. Well, okay, let's play it. Said to a semi-cousin of mine, if I'm a sand nigger, then what does that make you? I know I'm an Arab semi, descendant of Ishmael. You, my cousin, are a Semite too, descendant of Yitzhak. Our father is Ibrahim. We're from the same race, same genes. We both came out of the land of Canaan. Look at me. I have olive skin and dark hair. I have a Roman nose. So do you, my cousin. I mean the Sephardic one. Why? You don't recognize me? I mean, you can't tell us apart. How much you want to bet that I am a Jew or Arab? A dollar? Your next paycheck? A seat next to me on a flight to Tel Aviv? Appearances are deceiving. Or is it the nose? that's doing the magic. Look at me! Am I a Jew from the land of Isaac? Am I Mohammed the Palestinian? Of the two of us, who's safe? We are cousins since the dawn of time. And God said to Moses, I am who I am what I am and I will be what I Baruch Hashem Eloheinu Al Tidaber Aleinu Tazob Uti Tazob Uti Kol Aolam Shalom 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 Kol Aolam Baruch Hashem Mazal Tov Baruch Hashem I must have met you in the Spanish Inquisition. Who saved your sorry ass then? 
in Andalusia. Oh my head time. Who save your sorry ass then? In Algeria, in the Holocaust time when the slaughter by Hitler was taking place. And I'm not talking about the sound of music. <laughs> the Von Trapp family. Didn't we make a deal in Cairo? At the birth of Islam, when the tunnels were dug, to keep Mecca, the Al-Muttalib people, from killing our prophet Muhammad. And you, my cousin, reneged the deal in Al-Madina, Muhammad's time. When will a day come? When will you, semi-cousin of mine, wake up and smell the jasmine and put your hand in mine? So we can walk along River Jordan, not me behind you. Or me behind you. Why can't Why we just can't talk? We just talk? Clearly, yeah. Why can't we live side by side and stop the bloodshed for crying out loud? Crying out who's loud. wrong? Who's right? Who's wrong and what difference right? does it make? Can't we just share we just the promised share? land so the world can rest? So the world can get a little rest and leave us to have peace of mind. And stop calling me sand nigger. Cause we both are. But you seem to have forgotten. I'm looking for peace of mind. I hope my semi-cousin is looking as well. So what's up with the chosen thing, my brother? Are you picking up what I'm laying down or just choosing? How did it all start? I wonder how it's going to end. That's a fantastic record. Uh, uh, really well produced. Um, what CD is that on? Which one? It's on uh, Fatouche. Oh, okay, that's I, the one I, I have here? Yes, I, I made the CD... Uh, uh, it's a labor of love, and, and at that time, my mother was getting very sick, so I had to go home, and she actually passed. Sorry uh, to hear that. In a settlement, mm -hmm. in a hospital, and I made her a song, and I put it back in the tracks. Uh, but it, it was received very well. The poem itself is painful for me. Uh, it was on three parts, and Brent is a composer, and he actually passed away. And uh, the lady in the, in the song is uh, Diana Gatesha Hernandez. She's a jazz singer. She's great. What, is that you, though? Yes. That but was me reading in Hebrew, and that was me in Arabic. You, you're great. I mean, you said you're not a rapper. I mean, you are, really. <laughs> you know, that's fantastic. Thank really you. Is. Um, any thought of um, more music? or? I, I do. I am. But the pandemic put a, put a hold on things. and. Right. Uh, I'm uh, in, uh, preparing another CD soon. But this is my other CD, Shutat, which okay. my brother designed on the outside. Uh, 
How can people uh, find these or purchase them? Or I haven't. I need to put that down on um, some kind of. Uh, I don't know. I haven't done it yet. I'm, okay. I'm more busy with the poetry and uh -huh. painting, and I need to uh, channel my music. The problem is everybody downloads and not too many people buy things. That's and true. That's, that's yeah. a problem with books as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on a book right now of 48 poems, and they're all done in Arabic. I can't find a publisher because I want a book to be in Arabic and in English. And also my art. Uh, when you when you write, do you write in English or Arabic? I mostly write in English. Okay. I, I've and been then, here too long. Right. And then did you do the translation or someone else? I do translations. I do uh, the uh, Treasure of Arabic Love was translations of very old poetry. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really that good at it but you know when i concentrate right. i can do it it's my good, good enough for the purpose of that you're of your for, for your poetry. yes yeah um so we still have some time left but i want to make sure if there's other poems you'd like to read we can uh, we can, uh, can maybe i can read uh foot soldier is dedicated to darin tatur uh foot soldier my words are bullet mowing down snipers at the air it's crossing at the barbed fence wires with smoke obstructing their view. My words are flying over my land of 48, of 67, of a long time ago, landing on trees, landing on fields of wheat. My words are detrimental to my enemy. I always speak the truth. Nothing will stop me except a bullet from the IDF. This poem was in, in reference to, or dedicated to Darin Tatur, who I met in Haifa. Uh, she's in uh, a blade of grass, and she was sentenced to three years in prison. And she's an Israeli, Palestinian. Um, and because she wrote Resist My People, Resist Them, they decided that this is inciting violence. While the Israelis can write, scream, yell, and kill us, and whatever, and nothing happens to them. And I was at the court that day, and I went away and I cried. She came and hugged me. So I dedicated this poem to her. Uh -huh. uh, when did that happen? 2017. So is she out? She's out. Uh -huh. And she was exiled to Sweden for one year. I see. She's powerful. She writes in Arabic. She's fluent in Hebrew. She's an Israeli citizen, right. but she can't find a job. She can't. So she's just going outside to publish her stuff. And I helped her translate some of her poems. I see. She's powerful. Uh, where's she living now? You said she was in Sweden for a year. She went to Sweden. She just got back home a few months ago. Uh -huh. uh, so she's, she's back in yes. Jerusalem. But her life is miserable. Uh, uh, uh. And she's an Israeli citizen. Uh, East Jerusalem, we're not. We, 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 I, I would never accept an Israeli citizenship. I, I, I'm more leaning now. The two-state solution is just dead. It's dead in the water. I, I, I think we need to have one state that will be fair to everybody. But I don't think Israel is going to go for that. Right. I uh, always think of the children when I draw. I always draw children and birds. Mm-hmm. We the birds. I saw some of your art. You, you sent it to me. Um, is there a way for people to see the art? 
Uh, I have it downloaded. I need. To, I'm working on an art book, right. so I'm going to expand oh, that. Really? Like, what, what? What would the book be like? It's all paintings. It's all paintings and drawings and wood carvings. Right. So I'm just putting it together for now. I see. So I'm busy with that and the Arabic book. You're you're a busy man. I mean, you work. You work. And I have a full time job. Or, yeah, full time job. It's hard to do art and have a full time job at the same time. How do you find the energy for that? My, my mind is busy. I, I can handle all that. Right. Uh, I just wish I can sleep better. Do you think um, the circumstances of your people push you to do this? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 what troubles me a lot is the news. It keeps coming and coming, and it never stops. We're right. always in the news, and, and that that's very troubling for me. Right. Uh, the last two months have been very, very difficult. Yes, definitely. So, I just wish my people to be, to have a peace. They don't. Uh, Israel has a lot of stuff, but the U.S. needs to listen to us more. I think that's um, really worldwide. I mean, you, th you see what goes on in different parts of the world. I mean, we're kind of lucky right here uh, to not... We're lucky to not experience it firsthand. And at the same time, then it makes it harder to understand what other people are going through, don't you think? Right. So um, are you trying to shed light on that? Like, um, Absolutely. Okay. I, 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 yes. Uh, I, I, I need justice, peace. You know, I always go on demonstrations. Mm -hmm. uh, I need to go home. I can't go home. Right. Uh, it's like Mercury. I put my finger on it and she's going. Uh. I, I want to know what it's like for you to, um, when you go to uh, open mics or uh, you, you hear other people read, what is it like for you? Because you seem to have a, a very strong, powerful, singular um, message. Is it hard for you to hear people, other people's messages? No, I, I enjoy listening to different things. I, I, I love women. I, I write about them. I don't read much about them, but I write about them. Uh, no, I uh, I enjoy things. I, I love music. Uh -huh. uh, and um, when when you read your poetry in front of an audience, um, you really are you, are you bearing your soul? Absolutely, I'm very truthful, uh -huh. and I just say tell it the way it is. I I uh, just say what I want to say. I know it doesn't land well. I used to read in Cornelia, and uh, one oh. time I was saying Gaza burning. It was a poem. Mm -hmm. And uh, the curator was saying, not here, not here, get off the mic and not here. Right. And I was, I said, no, here, I paid, I'm going to read a fucking poem. And I read it, and in the middle of the poem, a guy stood up, who was a Shakespearean poet, right. like, he's passed. And he said, F.E.U., you, you're making everything up. And I started saying, this is part of the poem. And then uh, when I got off, I went to the owner of the place, and he was a Jew, British Jew, uh -huh. and I told him what happened. And he said, I can't believe this happened. I said, it did happen. Well, I mean, from what I've heard you read, it doesn't sound to me overtly political. It's really more about the, the poor circumstances of your culture and your people, right? And the humanity. You yeah, know, the humanity, I, I, right. I, uh, my own family, I lost five people, and my brother wrote a long piece about testament of, mm -hmm. of the five voices right and i flipped it over to english and i'm doing it again right. it's called testament uh five voices 
So it's powerful, it's painful. It's about my family. Many other Palestinian families are going through the same thing. Right. So I, I want them to stop. I want the killing to stop, yeah. and it doesn't. It's not much to ask for. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're at the end of our show. Um, I want to thank you uh, for sharing your message and your poetry and your art. And uh, I hope there's, I mean, really, I hope that uh, somehow there is peace for, for, for your, your people and for, you know, for anybody living um, in your Thank country. you for having me. Yes. Um, so this is um, our theme song here. I thought you were going to read a poem. Or... I, I was going to, but I didn't want to step on your message. I felt like you had something to say. So, um, we, my guest has been uh, Farid uh, Batar. Um, thank you so much for being uh, with us here today on Storytelling on Orchard Street. Um, I hope our listeners um, got something out of this episode. And uh, thank you for being here. Thank you.